and work, 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 work. Yeah. On both of those relationships. Nailed it. Hi, I'm Arden. And I'm Will. And you're listening to Crash, Crash on, on My Couch. Couch. A one-stop shop for anyone in their 20s trying to figure things out. On this week's Crash from My Couch, we answer all your juicy questions about toxic friends, long-distance relationships, the best subreddits to check out, and all about not burning yourself out on exams. Yeah. Well, hey guys. Welcome back to Crash on My Couch. I'm Arden Rose. And I'm Will. <laughs> no last name, Will. <laughs> He's just Will. Uh, yeah, I just, I didn't even, yeah. On your passport, does it just say Will? Yeah. It doesn't say anything else? Just Will. You know what's funny? You actually have two middle names, so you actually have the longer name of both of us. <laughs> William, Robert, James, Derbyshire. Yeah. The third. No, not the Conqueror third. of England. No, that. Conqueror you, of America. You made it longer than it was. Well, I think that's what it says. Just Will. It's kind of like Alexander the Great. Part of me has thought about just like making it William and not Will. You want to be called William? Really? Pourquoi? Well, I don't know. Well, because it's my name, first of all. <laughs> but Will's a nickname. Do you want everyone to be like, William? William, please, William. Yeah, but you never, you never, like, you never call people William nowadays. No, your mom calls you William. How, how, how weird would that be? And cool. You, it's cool to call yourself by your full name now? Yeah. Oh, my God. Fine, we'll call you William for this episode. I'm Arden Rose. And I'm William. It's gross, isn't it? Yeah, William with a period. <laughs> this week we thought we'd shake things up a little bit because we told you guys in the past that we wanted to do an episode entirely answering your questions. We've gotten so many questions from you guys, and it's gotten to the point where we can't really, we can't just answer a couple per episode anymore. We need to, like, get them done. Get them done. You know what I'm saying? we got to answer some of your pertinent, heartfelt, pressing-ass questions. Because it's necessary. Yeah. You know what I mean? I agree. This week, we're only taking questions from our email because we've got quite a few that we're trying to get through. But the next time we do this full episode, we are going to do it through the voicemail so we can hear all of your beautiful voices. So keep that in mind. If you want to call 424-26-COUCH, you can leave us a voicemail and you might be in the next episode. So I'm actually going to log into the email. Yeah. Is there ever going to be a time where that is like um, something that ages you? Being like, I'm going to go hop on my email. Well, you said log on to, log into the email. Log <laughs> on to the email. Like, the email is like... Like, like a portal. It's like what, like, like older people say when they're like, oh, you go on the internet, like, you're... You're logging into the... You're logging on to the internet. Like, that's, that's what that sounded that's like. That's such an AOL phrase, yeah. isn't it? You dialing up. Dialing up. Get that dial tone. So, basically, this episode is an extended version of... Hey, we all feel weird sometimes. And that's the segment that we do on the show, typically at the end of the show, that is all things, all things asked by you guys. All things Q&A related. Mm-hmm. And it's a cute time. It seems like we have a lot of stuff about long distance questions. I'm sure people are understanding that we are or, are, or were or still are in a long distance relationship. Yeah. We do... <laughs> Yes, queen. Queen of long-distance relationships. Uh, somehow we make it work, partially because we are willing to cut our wallets in half to see each other. So that's helpful. Yes. Very expensive. Very expensive relationship. Very expensive. You better be worth it, baby. 
Did I call you baby? Gross. That was actually That awful. was the grossest you thing. You better be worth it, baby. You better be worth it, baby. Oh, my God. We're so gross. I hate us. Um, but either way, uh, let's answer one about long distance. This is from Sarah. What's up, Sarah? Hello, Sarah. How you doing? Um, Sarah says, help. I've fallen for someone who lives in a cousin, and I can't get up. Oh, I see. The, the, auditorily, you can't understand this joke, but it's a very funny joke. It's related to that that meme of grandmas falling over and can't they can't get up. It's it's not worth okay. explaining. Continue. Um, I recently got into a relationship with the most incredible guy slash my best friend, and I can see us being together for a long time. We were only a few hours apart, which I know is not London plus LA, but we are still mega busy college students and can only see each other once every two or three weeks. I trust him a lot, and thus, it's luckily not a jealousy thing I have with the distance, but I do need some help with communication stuffs. I do hate texting all day, but sometimes that's just the most convenient thing for us. So yeah, my formal question is, when you're apart, how do you guys keep the love, she emphasized love, alive, and how much do you set a time for communication, as you both have your separate lives going on? Any little tips on how to make an LDR work that worked for you? Balancing, respecting each other's space slash schedules, but still keeping in contact sort of thing. Much love, Sarah C. Um, okay, so she's basically saying, this dude. How do you keep the magic when the magic... How to keep the magic How when you can't keep the magic make magic when you can't make magic. Together. Mm. We're talking about that hanky-panky, that happy slappy, which is something that Megan Hughes that said in her latest awful. video. <laughs> that is my favorite, the happy slappy. Oh, no, stop. <gasps> oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Um, maybe it's less... I mean, sure, I'm sure part of this has to do with sex. So I think what she's saying is um, she doesn't really love texting, which is something that I experience quite a bit. But she really likes this guy, and so she's trying to figure out a way to set aside communication while also not compromising their separate lives. Com- pro- yes. Yes. Compromising everything. Yes. The magic included. Okay, so what could you say about that? Well, you're a horrific texter. <laughs> Thanks. Well, I mean, it's not like there's even an insult. It's fact. Uh, I don't like texting. It's one of my least favorite things. I don't find it fun. Yeah, but it's kind of necessary, isn't it? Totally. I mean, and we do while we're apart. But we're also, like, full yeah. in on our relationship. We've been dating for, like, two and a half years. Yeah. So it's a little bit different because now we don't feel like we have to talk all the time, even though we still do. Yeah. Like, we also do a lot of FaceTiming and Skyping and that sort of thing. And that comes with its own irritations. I'm assuming they're already doing the Skype game. Skype game strong. Skype game is always the the main game. Yeah. Yeah. That's like what we do all the time. So, Sarah, if you're not doing the Skype or the FaceTime, we do FaceTime more than Skype right now. Um, But we switch whenever one one of them gets too shitty and one of us gets angry. Yes. (laughs) Isn't that true? Um, I suppose, like, we try and do, like... A variation of different things. I feel like we've got it down to a fine art now. <laughs> because, you know. I like if it's a fine art and not a, like a fine science. Like, like it's not mathematical, it's beautiful. It is. It is an art, <laughs> how, how we make it work. Um, well, we play a lot of video games together. That's true. Um, we went through a stage of playing a lot of like, PC, Mac games. I say mm-hmm. PC, I mean Mac. Just Not politically correct games? Just, just general <laughs> games. Uh, okay. 
We played Portal together, which was a lot of fun. I'm suggesting games. If you're into that, you might not be into playing games with each other. But yeah. I feel like that's something we did, and that was a lot of fun. Because it killed a lot of time as well. It did. Like, we would play Portal for, like, three or four hours a day together. And then we played... We, played, we dabbled in Minecraft. We still dabble in Minecraft. We tried with Minecraft. We we still play it when we're together now. Because we have a... We have a uh, like, a server or, like, a world... Which we like created dip, together, dip mm. back into. Mm. Yeah, mm. it's like our own mini inception. Yeah, that made that world so true. And then we've got a castle in it. It's beautiful. It's and just, wolves. It's oh. incredible. You know, honestly, you guys need to see it. Honestly, we should like do something with that. We should do a tour of our Minecraft yeah. world. Anyway, that would be great. So, oh wow, we are gross. Yeah. Um. So we did that, and then now we play a lot of Overwatch together. Yeah, we love um, Overwatch. We play on PlayStation. I actually look forward to long distance sometimes because I get to play Overwatch with yeah, you. Because I of, love Overwatch. Because otherwise we don't, like, when we're with each other, we don't really get to play because we like playing with each other, so it's yeah. kind of difficult. You don't really want to take turns on Overwatch. You want to play with your people. So, um, so yeah, video games, if you're into that. And you- Uno. <laughs> We play a lot of Uno. We so, did that, like, twice. No, we did it, like, five times. Did we? Yeah. I, like, when I was younger, used to play Uno on Xbox. <laughs> and by the way, guys, Uno, I know it's a card game, but if you play it digitally on Xbox or PlayStation, it is a fun time. <laughs> Arden, for long a time, refused to play it because she thought it was stupid. Anyway, I convinced her to play it. And you had a great time, didn't you? It was admittedly pretty fun. Because <laughs> you make characters out of the people you that you play you're playing online with. with people, and you just mess with everyone. Yeah, you just fuck shit up the entire time. It's really fun. You're like skipping everyone left and right. <laughs> you're reversing everyone. Giving everyone like twenty cards. Yes. Oh my god, it's so much fun. You make enemies with the people who have like the really bad like usernames and stuff. Yeah. You're like, if I ever see them again, I'm like, <laughs> I'm gonna be so pissed from keeping up with that person. So yeah, that's the, that's one of the main things we do. And that's more like because part of our problem is that our time zones are so different. So our downtimes, like, we have to try to coordinate them and spend valuable time together. Since you guys are both college students, I mean, I, a lot of times when I call Will, sometimes I'll make him, like, help me with my lines when I need to learn lines for an audition or something like that. So maybe also, like, studying together on Skype or whatever. That can be really fun because it's like you're spending time together in, like, a coffee shop, but you're doing it from the comfort of your dorm room. Yeah. Anything where you can kind of participate in daily activities together almost. It's like you can make it the new normal. Like even if I'm studying and I don't necessarily want to talk to Will or I'm like emailing or whatever, I'll keep you up on Skype just so we can like both feel like we're connected. Yeah. So if that's something that you guys are comfortable with, maybe it's one of those things where you just leave your camera on and just kind of like hang out and do your day and like check in every now and then. But if someone has to go, it's like not a big deal and you don't have to like – worry about uncomfortable silence because you get used to it real quick yeah and i think the other thing we do which i feel like has worked for us is we pick a time every day whether that's my morning or your morning whatever the hell it is and then we like outline what we're meant to be doing for the day so like each person knows what the other person's doing Mm -hmm. i feel like it gets kind of weird and distant when you don't know what the person's doing or you haven't spoken to them for a little bit Mm -hmm. and even if you can't speak to them on facetime you just having an idea of like what their schedule what they're just doing is like a like a kind of a nice thing Mm -hmm. because then you just feel like you're involved and then like you know like if people ask you like oh what's how's arden what's she doing like what's she up to you're like oh she's doing this this and this and this and this Mm -hmm. so like I think that is a more, is that kind of like a safety blanket in a way? Yeah. No, but I know what you mean. That's so true. Because you'll ask me about that sometimes, or I'll ask you. It's normally like right when I wake up in the morning, 
we'll have like a quick call and you'll be like, what are you up to today? And I'm like, oh, I have this going on. I have to go get groceries and then I have to do this. Um, I think around two o'clock I'll be free for a couple hours if you're around, like yeah. that sort of thing. And then, you know, once you kind of time out all that stuff, I think also it just shows that you care if you're like asking about what the other person is doing that day and being involved. Like that is a, that kind of communication is a show of love because you are involved in their life, even if you're far away. Um, yeah, and it means so yeah. when you iMessage or like, you know, WhatsApp, where it is, like in the day, you can just check up on like things like, how's that going or how's this going? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it just means that you're just more connected to that person. Yeah. Um, Even when I get done with something, like I'm a couple times, I keep saying auditions. It sounds like I go on so many auditions, <laughs> but I really fucking don't. But most of the time, once I finish an audition, I know to call you because you'll like text me anyway mm. to be like, how's it going? And so I'll call you and be like, oh, it was really good. Da, 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 da. Even if it's like a five minute conversation, it's just like, yep, everything's good. Okay, bye. Like, yeah. and it doesn't have to be like clingy or obnoxious or whatever, but it's just an understanding that like if something exciting is happening in the day or whatever, like treat that person like your best friend because it sounds like you have the same relationship where this guy that you're seeing is like your best friend. Treat them like a best friend and call them whenever you feel like something interesting is going on. No, not just texting. Yeah. The other thing which I think is just as important probably the most important thing is like having a date like set yourself a date for when you're going to see each other again mm-hmm. um, give yourself something to look forward to yeah because and then you can like go about your day and you, you or go about your weeks and you have an idea of what you can achieve and get done before you need to leave and also you can like kind of count not count down the days because that sounds really sad and depressing but like but you do effectively just like count down the days and just Get excited be, about be it. more aware of it. Yeah, because there, if there isn't a date and you're, like, waiting to see that person, you're like, oh, okay, I'll see you in a month. But, like, there is no date and it just kind of keeps changing and moving. Mm-hmm. And there's no firm, like, date that I think it gets, like, kind of gross. Yeah. And I know you guys are only a few hours away and you guys are at, at college. But, like, if it's something where it's like, oh, I have this big test on Friday, but Saturday next week I'm free – are you yeah. free? And that person can be like, yes, no, maybe so, whatever. And then once you set that date, then you can be like, yay, can't wait. Like, yeah. write it on your calendar, excited, yay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Because I feel like on, I follow on Reddit, the long distance subreddit, which mm-hmm. is like kind of interesting. And one of the big things like people always do is they have like an app with a date, which shows like a date. So every morning they can check in and like, it counts down. That's like, cute. A schedule. That's sweet. Do you know what the app's called? Uh, I'm not sure. I'll check into it. But if you guys are looking for more tips and stuff if you go into the subreddit long distance our long distance on reddit uh they should give you some tips they should give you some more tips they also have like stuff like apps like i think there's like a mega thread full of like random like games and things you can play Hmm, that's cool yeah there's stuff on iphone i think you can play there is there's like long distance games that you can play on iphone and stuff where you just connect over wi-fi so like things like that even if you're bored in between classes and like you wanted to get like a quick game on your iphone with that other person just like do some research on all of that because i know that you can probably find that all on the subreddit yeah so yeah good place to go r slash long distance right yes but either way thank you for that question sarah that was very sweet of you and i hope we helped in some way And good luck with your beautiful, wonderful relationship. Okay. Next question. Hey, my question is, how do you know when you're working hard enough? I feel like I've always had a good moral conscience that told me when I needed to revise more for my exams or that I could take a break, but now I'm doing my A-levels. 
I never know if I'm doing enough work or if I can afford to take a break as getting the four A's I want is going to be so demanding. This means that when I do take breaks, I feel guilty and that stresses me out more. Thanks. Anonymous. Thank you for your question. Um, that's really tough. I think a lot of students feel that way where you feel like this constant just like weight on your shoulders. I'm so glad I'm out of school for that reason. It's, yeah. It was really crushing. I don't know if you felt that all the time. School was a bull ache. Bull ache, it indeed. Was a bull ache. I agree with that. Um, it was fun, but like, and it, there's that cliche where like you look back on your school, you're like, it was great. I had the best. It was fun. I had friends. Well, there just wasn't responsibilities back then, things. other than I didn't doing. Have to worry about you yeah. yeah, but um, this is something that you can actually carry with you for most of your life. Um, is that worry of like, am I working hard enough? Am I stressing myself out? Is it better to take a break and give my mind a break? Or to just kind of power through. And Will knows that I could be a little overworker sometimes. Um, sometimes. Uh. Yeah, I think it's like when I was younger and I was doing like my exams, I feel like at school they always say like, this is how many hours you should do on and then do this off and then do like half an hour while you're doing this and then go out and play netball like <laughs> you play a lot of netball like, right? but, like, <laughs> but like there was always something really like there was always a structure and I always really struggled with that and I think it was because I just hated the subjects as well so it didn't help it was only when I got into my like sixth form which is when I was like 17 or 18 that I really enjoyed the stuff I was doing which was like design so that in that case I didn't care I was just gonna work because I just like because you it. enjoy it yeah but it's difficult when you're studying for things like math like which you just don't want to do biochemistry yeah which some people are passionate in. I some know. people can just soak up things. Like they have just their brain is just like a sponge, a sponge where they can just absorb stuff. But I never was really good at that. So what was your studying technique? Stress, cry, roll up to the test, ace everything. I don't know. I don't have a very good memory. <laughs> well, that leads that leads into why you do, didn't like I studying. I didn't do very well at my exams. Not because I didn't study, but because I just didn't. Just kind of went through one ear and went out the other oh man but then i did really good in the last couple of years because i was because you cared yeah because you cared about what you were learning because i was interested um i mean i'm the worst person to ask about studying because i was a crammer i would like not study for something and then the night before stress myself out to like an unhealthy level freak out just study until like four in the morning or do a project until four in the morning get that damn poster done and then go to school and then rinse and repeat every single day always telling myself that i was going to do something different always telling myself that i wasn't going to stress myself out again and yet to this day i am still like this although i'm a bit better about it now but i, I think one thing that you got to keep in mind when you're kind of feeling guilty about taking a break is that your mind doesn't work well when you overextend it like there's scientific proof that you really can only learn new information for like i think it's under 30 minutes Anything over that, you just start to kind of like, it starts to fall off a little bit. Yeah. That's when you're at like your peak learning time. Yeah. So I'm not saying that you should only study for 30 minutes and then like be like, lol, JK, I'm out. <laughs> I'm out, bitches. But I think breaks are necessary. And I think once you factor that in that like, you know what? I could study poorly or I could study smart and I could take the time to give my brain a second to recharge before I shove it full of more information. Yes. Um, so instead of looking at it as guilt or, like, laziness, look at it as something necessary to the studying process. Because it is necessary. 
you won't remember the things that you cram for really hard, you know, like things that you shove all in in a six hour time period without any kind of break that that you will not remember unless you're some kind of superhuman. Um, but you will rem remember the things that you, that you learned after taking a break. Like if you study in the morning, take a long break at lunch, like a long ass break, like an hour break for lunch and then get, get back into it. But make sure your meal times or whatever can be a break. And if you're starting to get to that point where like you're reading your book, but you're not actually reading the words and you start to, I used to do this where I would start having like fantasies in my head or I'd be thinking about something else, but I would still technically be reading. Yeah. You know what I mean? Once you get to that point, you know, you need a break. So put down the biology book, grab some hummus and have a good time. Just for yeah. a little bit. I also just like work out like maybe different ways of learning things or remembering things. Like I would um, like write things down post-it notes and then just stick them around my room or like set a reminder on my phone every day. So then you just keep seeing it and then... Muscle memory, bro. Goes in the head. Goes in your head. That's a good point. I never really thought about that. I was always a cue card maker. And then I, card, yeah. Yeah, and then I would force um, the boys I had crushes on to, to study with me. Writing is really important, <laughs> I think. Yeah. Oh, that's one thing that really helps me. Don't just read. Just, like, take what you know and what you've read and then just write it down. Yeah, have it go through your brain and then through your hand brain. You know what I'm hand saying? Hand brain. Hand brain. If I'm, that sounds like some kind of sexual act. Um, but, no, yeah, make sure that you're putting it to, to paper because, like, the physicality of writing will help your muscle memory. You will, you will recognize it as something that is important information. Um, but yeah, I hope that was helpful in some way. It's not once again a long answer to a short question. This next question is from Emilia, and she is from Mexico. What up, Emilia? Arden, your video you did about the problems you had with your friends when you were in school really helped me. Oh, well, thank you. I'm glad it did. How did you get through school while you were in the middle of all that, and how did you finally let go of those toxic friends? I'm going through something similar. I have nothing in common with my friends. And sometimes I feel like they use me for schoolwork. But at the same time, I'm super scared to cut them out of my life because I'm scared that I'll be left alone. What do you do? This is something that is so common in high school. Did you ever experience anything like this where you, like, kind of hated your friends? <laughs> um, You've had pretty good friends no, your entire no, I, life. I didn't really struggle with that. I always had, like... You had close friends from when you were a child. Friends, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm not going to lie. This is... I think largely a girl problem, like, and not to belittle any men that have had similar pasts, but I think I have heard this from a lot of fellow girls. Like, I just hear it from a lot of people in my own friend group as a full-grown adult that for whatever reason, it's almost like you're dating someone that you've gotten so comfortable with that you don't want to break up with them because you don't want to be alone. It's the exact same feeling that, like, I could describe as being friends with people that you don't actually connect with. And I think it's tough because in the middle of it, you're kind of thinking like, is there something wrong with me? Is there a reason why I'm not getting along with anyone? That was always my worry. Like, am I just like that weird person that doesn't find commonality in anyone around me? I think, though, that at school, you, you're always maybe friends with people you don't gel with or have a commonality with because... You're just forced you're together. Just, you're just at school. Yeah. You, you're forced to be in the same classes as these people. So, of course, you're going to start relationships with them just because they're, yeah, they're yeah. the people in your it's lives. It's like you've met them through, uh, like, the thing you're, you're into, about. the hobby you're into. Yeah, like, you've met them through just going to school with them. So, yeah. naturally, you're, you're probably not going to have a super big thing in common with them. 
Unless you find people that were really similar to you just based on where you're from and what you like. And maybe you find internet friends. Like, that's a different scenario. And I think the internet is amazing for this. Because you can go on Tumblr and find someone that you really like or Reddit that you really like in a subreddit or, you know, whatever. And end up being really good friends with people online. I don't think there's any reason to belittle those kind of friendships. No, I think um, I had a group of friends at school. And I'm still in touch with, like, two of them. Two of them are, like lifelong best friends but when i went to like film school and all, all the other stuff after that and like started doing youtube stuff now i have a completely different group of friends and although yeah. i still see my school friends every now and again i just have so much more things in common with the people in my life now so like, i think you learn actually like you probably don't need to have those people in your life you're going to make other friends you're going to make new friends you're going to like start working at a job and you're going to make new friends there and they're going to be have different things in common, and then those are going to have new friends off that, and it just keeps spreading. And then you meet somebody else, and it just keeps spreading and spreading and spreading. You just meet random people all the time. Mm-hmm. Like how many like new friends have we had in the oh, past couple of years? Like, I would never, if I told my younger self that I would have more than five friends in my life, she would never believe that. More than four friends, more than three friends, honestly. Like if, if I could tell my younger self that I would like go into a room or a party and know everyone in the room closely and really like all of them and feel like I could talk to any of them, I would not believe myself. I spent so much time alone because I felt like I couldn't find a connection with anyone in my school. And part of that was because I wasn't being honest about who I really was. And I think that's another problem in school is that you're kind of scared to show who you really are in certain situations. Like, I feel like I really held my personality back and wasn't you know, very clear with who I was until I got a little bit older. And that's just something that happens with time. And I think to answer your question, how did you finally let those toxic friends go? To be honest, it was a really hard process and it wasn't something that I ever really did. It was just something that happened over time because I stopped wanting to go to the things that they invited me to and they started inviting me to things less. And it was a really shitty process, to be honest. But by the end of it, I was so happy that I didn't have the pressure of feeling like I had to please these people that I really didn't care about. Yeah. And like people that I didn't think were on my same level emotionally or like mentally, I felt like they just didn't, they didn't gel with my thoughts basically. And I didn't gel with theirs. Yeah. And it doesn't mean they're bad people. It just means that they're not my people. And that's fine. And also, gross that they use you for your schoolwork. <laughs> that's not cool. This is such a parasitic relationship. Yeah. But you, you do, you will meet, like, other friends. You will meet friends which have things in common with you. You will find, like, your group. It's just, like, a natural way of life. Because everybody, everybody, like, that is in your position is in your position now and is struggling to find, like, their group of friends. And then... Maybe they have a thing they're into and, like, they don't know anybody that's into that thing. And then eventually you just all come together and as you get older, just... And then they all become furries the internet is and start a lot... having sex in animal costumes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> but the internet is the best thing for that because I feel like the internet, like, a lot of my friends I met off the internet just for, like, YouTube and stuff. Yeah. And You're still friends with people that you met on Call of Duty. Yeah. <laughs> like... like, literally. Like, I, yeah. It's nuts how many people you meet in your life. Yeah. Like, me at 24, I can't believe the amount of people... That I've just like had in my life, that I've met in my life, that yeah. I've been like friends with. It's yeah. just, like it's and crazy. Ha- and had good connections with. But that you know, that's the thing. I think if you're scared of being alone, as much as this is like the most YouTuber, like millennial thing to say, 
Like, you're not alone if you want to find the people that are interesting to you online. And also, all of that can be anonymous to a certain point. Like, you can just, like, start hanging out in various internet groups that seem interesting. Like I said, subreddits are a big thing. So if you like a particular, I don't know, anime, or you like a particular video game, or you really like a book that you're obsessed with, you will find a subreddit for it. And you know what a great subreddit is? Troll X chromosomes. I've talked about this before, but it's like the my favorite female place on the internet mm. troll x chromosomes so if you feel like you need some female power and you're kind of down on your friends right now go check out that subreddit and you'll be like oh there are people who are so like me and that's how i felt when i first discovered that subreddit but you won't be alone you know it might feel like you're alone but your sphere of your school is so small in the grand the grand scheme of things you know once you're done with school you're going to go off and you will never, if you don't want to, you will never talk to those same people again. I can't tell you. I think I'm, I may be in contact with three people from my high school at any given time. And that's like very rarely. And one of them is my cousin. So it's like you don't have to worry about about pleasing anyone because at some point you can literally be like, bye, bitch. I'm done. And it doesn't have to be a big deal because everyone else is going to do it too. So that's what I would say. Don't stress yourself out. You know, you will rise beyond this. It doesn't have to be the most stressful thing that happens in your life. Because trust me, honey, other things that are more complicated and more important are going to get to you quicker. <laughs> like, <laughs> Let this be like something that doesn't bother you because it shouldn't. Mm. I know it sucks, but it's going to get so much better once you just let it go. Let it go. Na -na 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 -na. No, no. When Frozen 2 comes out, we're so dead. All the memes. <laughs> All the like children's toys it's gonna be quite annoying okay should we answer one more question yes oh god god no it's oh. awful hi i don't know if this is too late but i'd like to know how to balance friendship and relationship so neither side gets aggy which i'm assuming is aggressive aggy. <laughs> <laughs> also kind of a two-in-one but how do you know if the boy you may choose over your friends is the right one for you don't know if i'm too late but thanks anyway edith so edith picks a boy over her friends. Well, no, no, no. Because she starts off saying, how do you balance friendship and a relationship? Okay. So, so neither side gets angry. And then she also says, how do you know if the boy you may choose over your friends is the right one for you? So she's, <laughs> she's subtly Im implying that she's kind of already on that side of the fence. Like, I'm probably going to choose this guy. <laughs> so... Basically, the best way to do that is don't be a don't be a turd when you're around your boyfriend and your friends, because no one wants to see people macking on each other, like in the movie theater, unless they're doing it solo dolo. You know what I mean? Like, keep it in your pants. Keep it to yourself. We don't really have friends that do that that often, but we heard uh, we've we've heard of people having like full on like makeout sessions in front of some of our friends, and that is an uncomfortable situation. Don't do that to someone. Yeah, very uncomfortable. Don't do that to someone. So even if you love that person and you're really got those raging hormones going, save it for later. Bottle that up. It'll be worth it. Yes. Um. So that's one thing. And then if it kind of is something that goes beyond that, where it's like maybe your friends are jealous of you, or maybe they are jealous of the amount of time that you spend with your boyfriend. Try to be as open and understanding about that because it can be weird when your friend gets a boyfriend and, and suddenly just ditches you because it's almost like a lot of people obviously make their boyfriends their best friends. I'm obviously guilty of that. But I know if I need to spend time with one of my friends, that time can be prioritized over will 
for a brief amount of time because I am going to end up in the same bed as you at night sleeping next to you. So it's okay to take time for your friends. Don't feel like, even at the beginning of a relationship, don't feel like you have to completely thrust yourself in this new relationship and kind of ditch your friends for a little bit to create a basis. You don't have to do that. (laughs) And also, if you're trying to figure out if a boy is worth choosing over your friends, don't choose a boy over your friends. You don't have to. You can have, why not have both? It's like that taco commercial. Why not both? Yeah. A crunchy taco that stands up. Why not both? Okay. Okay. You don't have to make a choice. The choice that you do have to make, though, is whether or not you're going to put in the work to make both relationships happy and long-lasting. Something like that one. Work, 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 work. So take one out of our, our Queen Riri's book and work, 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 work yeah. on both of those relationships. Nailed it. Also, this is so cynical, but if the relationship does go tits up and doesn't work <laughs> out and you've neglected your friends, then you're alone. Then you're super alone, 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 alone. So, <laughs> like... That's so true. I've been, like, the I know, optimist. <laughs> I know you're thinking, like, this is going to be... This is going to work for a long time. And it might. But if it doesn't... You put yourself in a weird which, position. Which could happen. Yep. Then you're in a situation. You are. And that's no good. So, never... Yeah. Don't yeah. put... Here's what we're trying to say. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. Yeah, and also your friends are, like like the most important people yeah you need good friends around you because i'm nothing without my friends <laughs> oh that's sweet babe sentiment oh that's very that's true sweet. though yeah who are you but the people that you enjoy life with thank you Adam. Mm-hmm. i'm gonna trademark that stick it on that as like a on a banner Ooh, put it above our bed That'll get weirdly okay. insinuated. Got strange. <laughs> Either way, thank you, Edith, for your question. I hope that answered it in some way. I hope we could help in some way. And I think that might be it for our questions. Skrilly D, how you feel about that? I'm feeling great. I'm feeling fine. I want to make you mine. <laughs> <laughs> I already am yours. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, Will and I are heading out on vacation tomorrow, uh, which is actually going to be today when this podcast goes up. Tuesday, we are going to be on a plane as this podcast goes up. Today. Yes. So um, you will see many pictures on our Instagram and Twitter of us being tanned and beautiful, and it's going to be fun. This is the first family vacation that Will has gotten to go on in quite a long time, and I'm excited. Um, so we're going to be having a good time. Will's going to do some cool stuff in Cannes. We're doing some crazy stuff, guys. It's going to be nonstop. <laughs> and just be a roller coaster. <laughs> <laughs> You're the worst, but also the best. Um, but either way. Be, be looking out for all those cool pics, you know? It's going to be a good time. Um, and then we will try to make a very cool vacation podcast. It's going to be the chillest podcast oh God, of all. It's going to be the vacation podcast. If you guys have any uh, vacation-related segments... That you'd be interested in. Yeah, like, what's in my mojito? And it's called alcohol. <laughs> Me, drunk on the podcast. <laughs> Just kidding. I really will be drinking a mojito, yeah. though, next well, week. <laughs> guess which color my Hawaiian shirt is. Ooh, girl. Am I sunburned? Or is it a rash? Are my sunglasses <laughs> attractive or not? That's a good one. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, I'm good with that yeah. one. The other question that I'm really going to be wrestling with next week is, am I on my period or not? Nice. <laughs> because my period always comes right on vacation. Always. It starts in five days. Five days. Honey, I'm going to be soaking up that sun before then. Soaking up that sun. 
Also, always wear sunscreen, kids. Will's mom actually gave me sunscreen for my birthday as part of my present. You deserve it. Thank you, babes. Gotta protect that lily white skin. But anyway, guys, thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for... I was going to say watching, but I was like, you, you haven't been watching. <laughs> you don't watch. You've been, doing, you've been listening. Um, if you guys want to send any more questions in, you can do so at... CrashOnMyCouchShow at gmail.com or call 424-26-COUCH. Thanks for listening, and remember to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, and tell us if you like this giant Q&A format. Thank you very much. And we will see you guys later. Bye! Bye Bye-bye! Hello, Saint-Tropez! Crash on My Couch would not be Crash on My Couch without the help of these wonderful people. Mm-hmm. A special thanks to executive producer Tim Street, my manager Byron Ashley, producer Emma Kikuchi, and our editor Jason Perrier, and for production assistance from Alan Ortega. Thank you, guys. Thank you.